Today we are coming to read from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 26, entitled King Purandana Goes to the Forest to Hunt, text number 19. Sankaryan Slakshan Seva Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam 
pocket is also loaded up with um, the means by which you can get those desires fulfilled. So he loads himself up with all these things, loads himself up with all the desires and the means of enjoyment and then he goes to the forest of enjoyment. Did he uh, get what he wanted? Did he get satisfied? Did that inner um, emptiness get fulfilled by enjoying those material objects which he wanted to enjoy? How did he trace uh, his way back to coming back to his original intelligence? Sometimes you um, go into shopping and then you do set of time and then you put in your shopping cart things which you may not want to use or just to keep up with the peer pressure, you may buy things and which was in fashion a few days ago uh, for a few months ago, now we are a fashion now we want to get the thing which is in fashion at the moment and think that that's going to satisfy So then, over a period of spending like this, so then a voice inside you will tell, okay, maybe I think you should stop. You've spent so much. So, here it's exactly happening to this living entity, Puranjana. He is tracing his way back after falling down. So we'll focus on how do we bounce back after going through that fall down. As expertly described by Narumi in this particular section, um, because he's teaching to a king, and that's why he is giving the allegory of a king who is trying to enjoy his uh, with, with his wife, then leaves his wife and goes to the forest, which means going to hunt for other women and try to enjoy. Can we leave the door Then, now how does he uh, retreat and come back to regain his spiritual intelligence? So that's the journey. So, after we have had um, <coughs> such <coughs> bad day or done something that is undesirable, what is the step that we need to take? We can learn from this uh, particular section, especially from uh, verses 11 onwards, his uh, journey of recovery begins. So there is a mean that is being told and there is an inner meaning also. So the king is now hungry and thirsty, he is returning home, he is taking bath, he is having suitable food and he is refreshing and taking rest. So what this signifies is that the thirst and hunger indicates that he has had enough of killing animals. In our case, we have had enough of our shopping and spending money in a un, um, in a useless way. So we are trying to come back. So we are remembering how much we have accumulated and see okay is it actually needed. So that's the first step. Then he is giving up 
those activities. So it's time to exit the forest of enjoyment where we are tracing our way back home. So then he calls the Brahmanas and then performs atonements, which is taking the bath. In our case, this is listening to our inner voice and saying, okay, we had enough, I think we must go back. Then taking suitable food indicates that he is giving up the attitude to kill animals and eat them, and he is giving up the attitude to drink liquor. So that's what eating suitable food means. And he started to become more steady. After having been deluded by all the um, sources of enjoyment and acquiring all that and trying to enjoy it, he's on his path uh, way back. He's trying to become more steady. After that, the king goes on to decorate himself with various ornaments and sandalwood pulp and garlands. Then he remembers his queen. Just as we try to remember, oh, how did I get into this? When did this all begin? Now I must look for the proper path and go back. So that's when these ornaments and the sandalwood pulp, they represent uh, knowledge about religion and knowledge of inquiry of the self. That's what these mean. So he's putting that up and that's what Prabhupada is quoting in this particular uh, purport, a verse from 5.5.5. Yavanna Jignasada One who is not inquiring about the self, he is forced to after being beaten up by the material nature. After you see your um, statement from the bank, how many debits have gone through, then you come back to your senses, oh, is it all worth? Just for me going, if you are lucky then, sometimes I have heard that one devotee shared his experience, that he gave his credit card to his son. That was, <laughs> was the last thing he did in the night. Uh, when his son was feeding and then he gave it and the next morning he woke up and then he checked his alert in the message because every transaction a message in his phone uh, indicating how much money is getting deducted. So sometimes we may not be aware of it, who is going to feel the pain of paying those when we are very young. But here we are talking about a grown-up man, he is trying to revive his own consciousness. And that's why in this particular uh, period where uh, spending is encouraged, um, going out, enjoying, having fun, because it's um, time for break, Christmas break, New Year break. And in the, uh, in the fine print they will also say, okay, spend responsibly, drink responsibly, and all that. So, that at least sometimes may trigger, oh, I should have done this a bit more responsible way. Now, that's when we start to look at, okay, how do I make savings? How do I not get into this trap of spending? Then we start to inquire. Here, more specifically, 
We're talking about spiritual inquiries. Initially, he is not inquiring. Na jignasaka atmatatvam. I am not interested about self-realization. That's why I am going to the thoughts of enjoyment to enjoy. Lord love with my uh, desire to enjoy with all the facilities. And I am deliberately keeping my spiritual intelligence away. I am keeping my, the queen is at home and I am secretly going and trying to enjoy. Now that it's time to come back, he's starting to look at um, the impressions which the sinful activities have left on him. He's slowly coming out of it. As we see the um, debits in our uh, bank balance, then we come back to our senses. So then he will start to find where did my intelligence which helped me go in the right or where did that go? So that's what indicates uh, he is looking for his wife, which means he is looking for where his spiritual intelligence had gone. Now, reflecting on your own experience, everybody will admit to this that when you have done something wrong and you are trying to come back, your spiritual intelligence will not come back to you straight away. And you observe that, you won't be able to. It's not a Microsoft typing word that you do something and control Z, it comes back to the old. No, it doesn't happen. It's a whole process. Now, the first thing that you recollect when you are uh, in your coming back or bouncing back is your good actions, the actions that you did that were good, that were pious. So, just to make sure that we get the understanding right and also for the sake of those who are attending for the first time. Before an action happens, uh, you would have had some feelings to do the action and before you develop the feeling, you would have thought about it. So there's thinking, feeling and acting or doing. That's how it works. This is like going through a replay of a match or a cricket uh, or a tennis match, where the replay shows clearly what had happened. Although normally you wouldn't have seen that detail. So, Gita, uh, Wisdom, and Bhagavatam take you through those steps where, okay, you perform an action, okay, before that you develop feelings and before that you thought about it for a long time. So, when you bounce back, the first thing that you notice is your own pious or good activities. So your focus goes into activities that you did that were good. And that's what the king is first seeing the maid servants and not the queen directly. Now, is it sufficient for us just to think about the good things that we did and not take any action on that? Would that help us bounce back? Oh, I'm thinking about all the good things that do that help. So what do we need to do after that is, okay, what were the feelings that I had when I did these good activities, then go back to that. And then what was my thought when I did those good activities. So you're kind of tracing that from action to feeling and then to the thought. And that's what the king is doing 
because the actions themselves will not um, help you to regain your intelligence back. And that's what the uh, household women are saying. Um, in, in a sarcastic way, they are also asking, Oh, you are satisfied with all those hunting, why did you come here? So, in a way that we also sarcastically talk to ourselves and say, Oh, you went to the shopping mall and were enjoying, what makes you come back here? Well, I saw my um, bank balance, so it's kind of decreasing and getting a lot of alerts, which shows that I'm losing. So, okay, why don't you keep losing? No, that's not what I want. Do I want to come back? So, okay. Then the uh, maid servants, they lead them to the actual queen. And now because the intelligence has left the heart, which is like that of a bed, the queen is resting on the floor. And in the Patko Shravar explains that a person who is entering a house without a mother and a wife, is, the house is not going to be any uh, interest to him and he will not show any interest. So in the Patko Shravar, right, mother represents <coughs> devotion to Lord Vishnu, Bhakti. Devotional service to Lord Vishnu represents uh, mother. And the spiritual intelligence is represented by wife. So when we fall back, um, we can't expect that the intelligence, the spiritual intelligence will be reinstated straight away. So we have to trace back through our um, pious activities, the good activities that we did, then go back to the uh, feelings that we have and then go back to the uh, thoughts that we have when we are doing those. So that's how we re-establish your uh, intelligence back. So, during the process also, if the uh, mind is still weak, if the conscience is not so strong to tell you, you may uh, hear other voices say, okay, you went to this particular place, that's why you didn't enjoy. You can go to another forest or another plaza or another person who is going to give things that will lesser price for you. That's when we fear that, oh, maybe if I go to holiday in that place, it will be probably better. If I had gone to that product or that vendor, it will be a better price. So at that time, we need to be strong and say that, okay, I've had enough and we need to trace back to the actual intelligence which helps us to uh, gain our spiritual identity back because anyway we are going to be acting. Prabhupada can say that he must engage in simple activities. If you are not acting in Krishna consciousness, you are acting in sinful way. So it's, uh, we can't stop acting. So let us try to act guided by spiritual intelligence. Now the king goes on to repent and ask Pardinas, the wife. And then the spiritual intelligence takes time to get reinstated in your uh, consciousness. 
near memory. So we can't expect that we bounce back straight away. Now that's when the um, concept of regret, which Arjun Chakrabarty discussed yesterday, touching upon various aspects and giving examples. So the aspect of regret is the key for us to come back. And that's what Prabhupada explains here. Only by this process can one be delivered from the clutches of innocence or ignorance. By this process he means the process of regretting his simple activities, uh, then taking positive steps which are described here, getting advice from saintly people, uh, re-establish your uh, spiritual intelligence, that's what uh, the famous uh, verse by the book, one of the Goswamis, I'm not sure who wrote it, but Kama Dinam Katina Katina. I've been serving these masters who have been very ruthless to me for many lifetimes. The masters of lust, anger, grief, illusion. And now, by the mercy, uh, my spiritual intelligence is awakening. Some problem, love the regain my spiritual intelligence. And that regaining of spiritual intelligence uh, begins with you regretting and willing to change. And when that desire is there, seeing that, then slowly your uh, spiritual intelligence starts to come back. Now, this process of recovery is not going to be really smooth. We are again going to be drawn into our old bad habits. And I found this verse which was very encouraging for those who are being dragged back again and again, even after regret and you're trying to change your course of action and still you fall back. So then what is the hope? Is there um, any hope at all? Should I give up trying? Because anyway the material energy is going to be powerful, it's going to take over. So why should I even bother trying? And because I'm not in a position to control my senses, is there any hope? Yes, Krishna describes that there are a set of people who have no desire for personal gratification and whose minds are always attached to me and they are peaceful and they are without false ego and they are merciful to all living entities and they are never affected by even the opportunity for sense gratification. Such people enjoy happiness in me. So, we also aspire for that. That's the ideal state, but where are we now is we are constantly being uh, drawn to sense gratification despite practicing devotional service. So what is the hope for us? So Krishna tells this verse, this is from Canto 11, chapter 14, verse 18. Bhadyamanopi Mantakto Vishayar Ajitendriya 
प्रायः प्रगल्भया भक्त्या विषय Who is in the battle 
who is facing the arrows and is being uh, struck and is being wounded by the arrows. But still he marches on to fight. So that kind of uh, spirit is uh, explained. A great warrior may be struck by the weapon of his enemy, but because of his courage and strength, he is not killed or defeated. He accepts the blow and goes on to victory. That's what it means that the um, the feeling of regret should um, come between us and the sinful action and not come between us and bhakti or our action. He says that there's another voice who say that give up these activities anyway you want to pay just giving. No, but the aspect is that the point is you maintain the spirit of a Kshatriya. Yes, if you're going to a war, don't expect that there'll be red carpet with flower petals on then they'll say, okay, here is the path to the victory. No. Probably explains the path in spiritual life, we expect that it will be filled with thorns. So, uh, one is the Kshatriya spirit of continuing on and with this assurance by Krishna himself that you will not be defeated despite you being harassed by um, the legal attachment process which means the process has to continue which is not given up. Um, so while reading this verse, um, I recollected the other verse by uh, <coughs> Lord Brahma and he says about um, how a person who is uh, able to dedicate his body, mind and words and patiently suffering his simple reactions and constantly offering prayers to the Lord, such a person is definite, uh, is sure to attain the mercy of the Lord. Just like a uh, son has to remain alive to inherit his father's property. Tattein kampam sutamikshamanam kunjam evakam kutam vikakam hridva kapupir So, body, mind and heart vidatam namaste So, he is offering obeisances through his body, mind and birth which means he is continuing the process of devotion despite suffering the reactions of his past sinful activities. So he goes on to uh, get the mercy of the Lord. And by that mercy only your spiritual intelligence will get reinstated and this reinstating of spiritual intelligence will be quicker if we attract the mercy of the Guru and Krishna. For that we need to speak to the process. Okay, Prabhu, you are saying about the Kshatriya spirit and uh, just take the arrows in your chest and then just move on. There is no space in the chest to take any further arrows. There will be filled with so many and I don't have a fighting spirit. I am not a Kshatriya. Then what do we do? 
that's when we take the crucial decision of um, appealing to the Lord to save you from this pitiable condition by offering prayers to the Lord. And that's what Bhagavatam gives examples of devotees who are practicing bhakti in the mode of ignorance, who are practicing bhakti in the mode of passion, practicing bhakti in the mode of goodness and pure goodness, and devotees who are calling out to the Lord when they are in extreme physical distress and they can't take it any further. So, who is that devotee who offered prayers to the Lord when he couldn't take it any further? Kajendra. So, he was in such a precarious condition, in, uh, in deep regret that he has put his faith on his own strength, he has put his faith on uh, the fellow, his family, nothing seems to work, and he put his faith on his own strength, still nothing is working. At that time, he appeals to the Lord to be, uh, to be saved. And even at the point where he is bleeding and the crocodile is continuing to bite and releasing the blood, the crocodile is increasing in, in its strength and Gajendra being in a weaker position in water is losing his strength. Still he was able to recollect, as we discussed in his spiritual intelligence got reinstated and he was able to remember the prayers and he was able to offer those prayers to the Lord. So in that section, Prabhupada explains that one must uh, try to recite, remember and also offer notable prayers to the Lord when you are in a good situation so that when you are in a dangerous situation those prayers will come back to you and you can offer them to the Lord and call for help. So, I am just an animal, Pasuparsha Vimokshanaya, Muktaya, and who are you? You are the most merciful Bhuri Karmaya. So, that's the mood that we can inherit from this prayer that, okay, on my own strength, I don't have the Shakti spirit to take on this struggle. I am just like an animal without any knowledge, covered by ignorance. So you please, you are the most merciful, you please um, help me, pick me up from this pitiable condition. So that's when Gajendra, even at that precarious position on seeing the Lord, he picks up the lotus and offers it to the Lord. In that struggling condition, still he, uh, with tears in his eyes, with blood oozing out from his legs, he offers prayers and offers a flower to the Lord. That's when it's described that the Lord 
and trying to rescue Gajendra, he didn't even feels um, in such a rush that when his upper garments were falling, he did not even bother to correct it, he just came. So such um, intense prayers when we are not able to face those difficulties and we don't have that spirit. So it is still uh, highly recommended that we stick to the process of our prayers to the Lord so that we attract His mercy by whereby you can establish your uh, intelligence back. So that crucial step begins by you regretting your past sinful activities. Then um, referring to consulting sadhus, uh, consulting guru, reading shastras and offering such prayers to the Lord to attract His mercy that, so that gradually you uh, come back. As described in the um, Srimad Bhagavatam, you get a description of the activities in the spiritual world also. One may ask like, what do I get when I go to the spiritual world? What will happen? Um, this gives us impetus to get out of this material world. If, what are the activities I'll be doing in the spiritual world? How will I be engaged? Now, we can use that same fear that we have of missing out on worldly sense enjoyment, we can have the same fear that, okay, I'm having, I'm engaging these activities, now some uh, elevated spiritual engagement is there in the spiritual world. Uh, oh, I'm missing out on that. I need to get there. I'm kind of stuck here. So, that's where you can use the same uh, fear of missing out, when you focus back on the activities in the spiritual world and the activities of Guru and Krishna, what they are doing, if you develop that fear, okay, I am missing out on spiritual activities, which means I need to give up my material entanglement and that will give us an inspiration to actually um, cultivate bhakti so that we can reach that place where the uh, passing of the Lord is going on. I am stuck here and missing out on those activities, those pastimes. I have to assist uh, the devotees in that, so you can use that same anxiety um, in going back to the spiritual world. And that in fact will speed up your uh, reinstatement of your spiritual intelligence and you now have some activities also to do in this spiritual world. And that's exactly what we're getting trained when we engage in devotional activities like cleaning the temple, uh, preparing yoga, offering arati, offering prayers. And this is exactly uh, we're getting trained by the bhakti process. So you give up material activities and give up your um, lusty intelligence. You get reinstated in your spiritual intelligence. You have that um, bouncing back by looking at your pious activities you did 
and then the feelings you had and then the thought. So you reinstate that spiritual intelligence back and you have some spiritual activities also to do. Because you can't read love activities. So that's how we can uh, gain lessons from this particular episode of King Purajana. Approaching his uh, wife and trying to reinstate his spiritual intelligence. And through this, Narayana is telling Prasanna Bhagavad that, hey, you want too much, I think you need to stop. So, by describing Purandana getting back spiritual intelligence, uh, Narayana is indirectly telling Prasanna Bhagavad King Prasanna Bhagavad to correct himself. I'll stop there and see if there are any questions related to what we discussed today. Yes, ma'am. Now when we go to the Lord, when we are in a situation of extreme distress, like, is that pure devotional service? So when we call out to the Lord um, in distress and offer prayers, is that pure devotional service? actually keep your body safe so that you can execute devotional service. So you are uh, calling out to the Lord to protect you so that you can do devotional service. So uh, if that is the motive for calling out to the Lord and uh, asking for protection because you don't have any other desire other than to serve the Lord and for serving the Lord you need to protect yourself. So in that case, it falls under future. Uh, so it depends on the uh, intention. Interestingly, since you brought this point up, um, even though in the beginning, Guru Maharaj, who we talked about in this center, did not have the uh, correct mentality to approach the Lord, he nevertheless approached and after seeing the Lord taking his darshan, then he regretted, oh, um, I was looking for a broken piece of glass, but I, I found great treasure like you. So he regretted and then he um, gets into pure devotion service from the platform where he started off because he was guided by so it does not uh, matter even if the starting point where we are is not perfect at least we are doing devotional service so process will purify us anyone wants to add to that or comments any other question that means even the intention is uh, getting relief from the stress. If we are calling to God like a baby that we have no way, then it will be answered, maybe, is it right? Yeah, so when you call out when you are in distress, the question is um, how do we have the right intention in calling out? Is that the question? 
even if the intention is not that protecting our body to serve God, but the intention is getting relief from the stress. But if we call out to God like a baby, that we have no other choice, or that will be answered. Yeah, so, yeah, so if we don't have the intention to serve the Lord, still we want to protect our body and still we are calling on to the Lord. Now will the prayers be answered? Yes. So, um, because Krishna is Bhaktavasala, he and he is the one who gives protection and in a helpless situation you are asking for uh, protection. It, you may have some May not have to be also, may have some idea, but he will purify it. But in case of um, the sufferings which a pure devotee goes through, uh, sometimes may resemble the reactions of the sinful actions that he has done. But several uh, sections, the purpose probably explains that. The reactions or the suffering which the devotee is going through uh, need not necessarily be due to his past into reactions. So the Lord may give him special mercy so that he can drag the devotee quickly towards him. So for that reason also sometimes suffering might be imposed. So either way just carry on with the process. Um, and see what you can learn from the suffering rather than giving up the process. And just some <coughs> further thoughts when the online processes of pure personal service. I'll actually give the mic. So there are nine processes of pure personal service and uh, each of the process as a representative, but Maharaj Ampar is, is a simultaneous representative of all of them together. So uh, he also went through a distress when Purvasamuni uh, created the demon to attack him, but uh, uh, Maharaj Ampar is mentality was, okay, if this is a Lord, Lord's will, it may happen. So <clears throat> I assume that at this point uh, he was at least Following Rasmana, he was remembered at that point. So he didn't react in any other way. Yeah, we have those examples as well in terms of devotees not asking for protection at all. Grant Rasmus Bhagavatam ki jaya